Hey, what's going on everybody? Julie Murphy here. I am the Financial Chick and I am here to help you get to a life that you absolutely love because we as human beings either work things out and we act it out and we do it through our money, through our health, or through our relationships. So don't forget to hit that subscribe button, like, and that notification bell because I am going to be giving you so many tips and tools that um, you're going to want to keep coming back because I guarantee you it's never the way that you've looked at finances because I'm going to guarantee that you bring your heart and your smart brain along for the ride. All right. So today I want to help you with how do we get past financial overwhelm? And I don't care if you have lower amounts of income or higher amounts of income. I am here to tell you that everybody at some juncture has some kind of financial overwhelm. It's been interesting to me uh, in this time period that we're living these days, how many people are going through transition? Who's with me? I mean, even myself, huge volumes of transition, having to think outside of the box and how to redesign the company and how to get things you know, out there. How do I continue to pay the alimony that I pay and raise four kids and half the time they're out of school because of quarantines and yada, 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 and still keep everything moving forward to a life that I love. It's a lot. And it puts us often in a place of overwhelm. So I want to give you seven tips that I have seen with my clients recently that um, will help you along this journey. Because I'm starting to see patterns with people. Um, and I want you to, to bring this patterning straight to the surface so we can shine the light on it and have them marked off the boxes so you can keep going and moving towards a life that you love. So you ready? Number one, I need you to make a list of all the things that need to be done. Like things with... Um, Maybe it's your job. Uh, it could be that you're having the conversation of, I'm not going back to the office. Um, I need to still work at home because I found a better quality life. Um, and you're not really sure exactly how they have a conversation. And you're afraid because how does this affect you financially? Uh, what is that going to do to my paycheck? Because I really need all of you as we're making this list to step into your financial empowerment. And what do I mean by that? It's about making choices that are aligned with not only your head, but also your heart. And if you have a knowing that you really don't want to go back to the box that you used to live in with your job or with your kids or with your family, whatever that is, all this disruption going on around the world right now is challenging you to get really clear of what's important to you and what's not important to you and how financially then do you shift to all the things that you love and drop like a hot potato, all those other things. So the first thing I need you to do is I need you to make a list of all those things, whether it's like your kid's college funding or helping out family members or your job or that you're a, you have a leaky container and you're bailing out people in your relationships financially. So make a list of all those things that seem to be hot buttons for you right now that directly or indirectly affect you financially. Okay. That's number one. And trust me, when you write them down, it's going to be like a snowball. It's going to be like, oh, this one and this one and this one and this one. And in this process of writing down this list, I guarantee you are going to wind up editing yourself and trying to negotiate things away. So try to have, actually don't try, just do. Have your edit button turn off. I just want you to brainstorm and make that list. And we'll get to editing it in a little bit, which actually brings me to step number two. 
I want you to take this list and I want you to look at what is it that you can kick the can on until the first quarter of next year or the second quarter of next year. So in essence, step number two is prioritizing that list. So once you've made the list, now that's making you feel financial overwhelm, whether it's the job or the family or the kids, whatever it is, then I want you to prioritize that list. What can, what are the ones, keep it simple. How about, remember when you were a kid and used to play that game, red light, green light, stop? Let's do the same thing because your financials can be fun too. There's no reason in the world why you can't have fun with your finances, right? So what's on the red list that's like hot red, you gotta do it right now. What's the yellow list? And what's the green list that are like more easygoing things? Because you want to probably tackle the harder ones first, the ones that are the hot potatoes, and then the yellow ones, okay, those are warm and we got to get to those eventually. And the green ones are like, okay, I can get to those in like three to six months. All right. So make that priority list. All right. Number three, the third thing that I'd like for you to do in terms of feeling financial overwhelm is I want you now to take that red list, your yellow list, and your green list, and I want you to chunk them down into bite-sized pieces. Meaning, like, what is it that you need to do for each of those? Think of it like a funnel system. You know, when we think about eating the whole elephant at once, it's a lot. An elephant's big, right? But if we start to, like, chunk it down into these pieces and say, okay, I can only show up today and only do this one thing. And yes, all those things are important. I was with a client last week that it was unbelievable. Not only was she having to homeschool her kids because her kids got COVID and then she wound up, she got a new job in a new state and husband was unemployed before that because their job had changed and they shifted things at their job. It's a lot. And you sit there and go, <gasps> like, how much more can I process? And this is why we have to drill it down to step number three into bite-sized pieces. What can we kick the can down three to six months? What can we kick the can down for six weeks from now? And what do we need to do right away? So make that priority list. And you know what? I have these yellow pads of paper all over the place. And some people think I'm like the nutty professor. One of my mentors is always like, all right, where's the yellow pad? Because I've been making these lists funneling them down to priorities and then bite-sized pieces for over 20 years. Because people will say to me, Jewel, how do you do so much stuff? Four kids, you've written a couple books, you did your MBA, you run your own company. I have 11 brothers and sisters. Well, it's because I just do it in bite-sized pieces. That's the key. You do bite-sized pieces and you show up in whatever it is that day that's gonna make you giggle and tackle on that bite-sized piece list, okay? Ready for number four? All right. I need you to create more financial uh, simplicity. What do I mean to that? It's the opposite of financial drama. So many of us, <laughs> we have so much financial drama going on in this world. It's crazy. Think about all the deadlines that we have. Drama, 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 drama. The most profound freedom that I see people have I mean, I have this one client, they're in their 40s, house is paid off, they both have jobs, they don't have any debts, and their expenses are like $1,000 a month. And people are like, what? Um, can you correct that for me? What are you talking about? So I'm not saying that you go from the debt levels that you have because the majority of people do, but we've done a really great job over the last 18 months reducing debt 
and really prioritizing our spending. Now I'm saying, let's take it to the next level. How do we make it more simple? Well, we make it more simple by reducing our financial drama. And how do we do that? Well, how many credit card accounts do you have? Do you really need 14 of them? And people will say, well, I have my Gap card because I get a discount there. And I have this card at Macy's because of these discounts. And I get this and these. I'm telling you, the perks that you get from those might be great and they might be worth it. But how often can you not manage through that? Because life gets busy and all of a sudden you get charged interest and stuff like that. So is it really worth those perks versus the drama that it's creating? Now, you may be able to manage some all those credit card lines that you have. Or maybe you need to just go down to one household number, one, one account. And people say, well, I'm not, I don't want to close them because it's going to affect my credit report. Well, well, I'm here to tell you that if you're not charging 30% of all your credit lines and 100% paying them off every month, you're not using your credit cards to maximize your credit score. So stop bullshitting yourself and look at, hey, how much financial drama do I have going on with all these credit cards that I have open? And how can I create it to be more simple to reduce the amount of cards that I have? That's number one. Even if they have zero balances on, call up the vendor Shut those things down. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. But you have to determine this for yourself. And certainly, if you wanted a financial planner to help you, you can email info at jmcwealth.com. And one of the financial planners on my team, you can do a consultation appointment and they can walk you through how to create more simplicity, not only from the debt structure, but also the investments and the insurance products that you have. It is unbelievable to me how many people I sit in front of and I say, well, why is it that you have the products that you have? And they have no idea but they've got 401ks at past employers. They're all over the place. And then they've got, you know, all these IRA accounts and these other, and, and we really have so much. And it's because many of us think that we're an ostrich on some level because we stick our head in the sand. We stick our head in the sand. And then we create all this complexity with our finances. And it really could actually be much more digestible and palatable. And, and certainly, um, I'm also giving away my book for free, awakenyourwealthbook.com. You just have to pay for your own shipping. There's lots of tips and tools of how to create more simplicity in your life around your finances to get to a life that you love because it doesn't need to be hard. We make it harder by actually sticking our head in the sand and not actually addressing this. Um, and I just did a video about how do we bring our heart along with our finances. And that's another piece. Part of the simplicity is really applying who you are, what you're all about, to why you have the products that you have. This also creates more simplicity. All right, number five, are you ready? I need you to ask yourself that why behind all those products. Because most people I meet don't know their why behind their financial products. Like, why do you have the life insurance that you have? Well, if I have a life insurance policy on my life, the why should not be asked to me because I'm dead. Seriously. How many of you guys have bought life insurance and you've made the decision yourself and the people who are going to get the cash, you never even asked the question to going, you know, if I'm dead and gone, what would you like? Seriously? When I, <laughs> so often I see this with couples, like the man will say, well, I bought $2 million or $1 million of insurance. I'm like, so why? Well, so when I'm dead, she has it. And I go, I say to the wife, I go, do you, do you want a million dollars when he dies? And she's like, eh. Like she has no idea, a concept of that. 
So then I walk them through, like, do you want the mortgage paid off? Do you want, you know, go to juliemurphy.com. I have all kinds of worksheets to work through all these questions on. But, um, you know, what, do you want his paycheck for so long? Do you want your college funding for your kids? Do you want your mortgage paid off? All these questions that you can ask yourself to define your why behind why you're doing what you're doing. Okay. So there's lots of tips and tools. And I also have those in my book, Awaken Your Wealth, a lot of those questions. Number six, I need you to get off of autopilot because we have our paychecks that go into our checking accounts and we're not actually increasing um, our awareness that way. It's, it's another, it's an indirect way of being an ostrich because we have money going in and then stuff going out and we're like, whoop, 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 whoop. And that can work as long as you're actually looking at your awareness. So when we have things all on autopilot, think of like all the little $7 ClickBank things that go on your credit card every month. You know, that's not necessarily what you still want to have in your life. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. And it was funny, like I had something on my credit card and I was like going, I couldn't even remember what it was for because it was something I didn't even access. And I was like, what is that still doing on there? You know, and, and I teach this stuff. So if it's happening to me, I guarantee it's happening to you. And so getting off autopilot at least once every three months to say, hey, uh, am I still doing the things that I want to do financially? Because that will reduce your financial overwhelm because we're running so hard and so fast in life that we're not actually looking at the reality that it is that we're creating. Okay, so take it one step at a time. Number seven. Um, I want you to increase your financial awareness and, and clear that deck, right? You increase your financial awareness by, you know, if you're one of those people that don't open up the envelopes, I need you to open up the envelopes. I need you to feel your feelings of the reality that you've created in your financial life. And many of you may sit here and think on, well, I didn't create this. My spouse did this. My employer did this. And about the, 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 the economy and the pandemic and da, 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 da. what story are you telling yourself? Because that story is keeping you financially trapped and that story is keeping you in your financial overwhelm. So it's about reducing the financial stories that we're telling ourselves, increasing our awareness by saying, I'm going to open up those credit card envelopes and those investment envelopes. And when the stock market's down, you're looking at your 401k and you're looking at it and you're going, holy crap, I didn't like that. And are you in alignment with your right brain and your left brain, your emotions and your logic? Are your investments actually, so we get overwhelmed when we don't allow our financial reality to actually land in our physical systems. So I certainly hope that that was helpful to get you past this state of financial overwhelm. When you get there, some little tips and tools that you can get to a different place, a place of financial stability. Um, and don't forget to hit that uh, subscribe button, the like and notification bell, so that I can help you continue to get to a life that you love along the way. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye.